Good morning. Ooh, how are we? We good. It is wobbly. Oh, got a wobbly table. Cool. Do you want to turn to the person next to you and just say how glad you are to be here this morning and how excited you are to be in this space and worshiping God? I can sense the excitement in the room. It's amazing. Cool. Right. Cool. How are we all, kids? So uh, I am adding uh, this week onto, I'm extending the Let It Rain series slightly longer so you get a whole other week of letting it rain. Yes, woo! <laughs> and as, uh, as Chris and Nick have been speaking about over the last few weeks, we really believe that this is a season and a, a time where we're being invited by Father God to let his Holy Spirit. And this is really exciting. We're excited about what that opens up for us, what that means for us as individuals, as a church, and as family together. And I wanted this morning to ask the question, what would it look like if we let his Holy Spirit look after our finances? Now, as I launch into chatting about money, generosity, finances this morning, I just wanted to start off with uh, a really important point that I don't know whether you know or not, but God is abundantly rich. He doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our monthly standing order, direct debit to sustain himself. He is absolutely wealthy beyond belief. He's the author and creator of the universe. In the Old Testament, he tells the Jewish people the silver is his, the gold is his. And in the Psalms, it says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and they're all his. It also says the earth is the Lord's. Every animal, every pasture, every sunrise, every sunset. He's the holder of it all. He's the creator of it all. The mountains are his. The rivers are his. And the stars are his handiwork too. There's a song in there somewhere, I think. (laughs) I'm not singing it, don't worry. That's some decent real estate and a decent portfolio he's got going on there. Father God is incomprehensibly rich, more than we can even understand. And he's abundantly generous with that richness as well. He has all the storehouses of heaven and earth at his disposal. And he is an abundantly generous father. So that's answered the question, is God rich? Do I need to say any more, really? But... Finances have become a slightly awkward conversation topic, haven't they? I don't know how many times you walk around just kind of telling people, oh yeah, I earn this much, this is my hourly rate, this is my annual salary. It's just become this awkward conversation topic, I think, around at the moment. But Jesus spent loads of time talking about it. He spoke about money and finances more than, any, anything, more than, more than he spoke about anything else. More than heaven or hell or his identity or healing... Apparently, someone far cleverer, cleverer than me has counted it all, and he spends, he, uh, the topic of money comes up 15% of the time 
that he speaks. So everything he could talk about, he talks about money 15% of the time. Apparently. I'm quoting someone else there. So He even spends time watching as, um, at the treasury where they collect all the money and he comments to his disciples about what he sees the Pharisees giving from their abundant wealth. And he comments on the fact he sees the widow go and drop her two tiny coins into that, into that offering, into that, into that space. That's all she has. So for Jesus to be spending time looking at what's going on with the finances and the treasury and the fact he talks about it so much, he obviously thinks it's worth mentioning and worth talking about. And I wonder if Jesus spent as much time talking about money as he did. Because our wallets and our financial decisions tend to be an indicator of where our hearts are. I love food. I love eating good food. And I would quite happily go and spend money at a Michelin-style restaurant any day of the week. I know other people might go, how much for a, a lasagna or whatever, or how much for some chips? But I think every money spent is worth it on good food. And other people might say, I really like, I love cars. I want to go and spend loads of money on cars. I knock bus there to get from A to B, and that's all they're good for, in my humble opinion. <laughs> but I know people love cars, and that's where, if you were to look at their bank statement, they're going to choose to spend money on, on their car, potentially, getting the best one possible. So our wallet is often a good indicator of where our hearts are at and what we're going after. I don't know whether you have, um, you've read um, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, uh, the second one. Um, I haven't got time to read it all to you now, but there are two chapters in there where Paul basically goes, uh, I was going to say goes off on one, but that's a bit harsh. He (laughs) celebrates and effectively just celebrates a church in Macedonia who have poured out their giving. And he says to these guys, this church in Corinth that he's writing to, he says, look at those guys over there. Look at those guys in Macedonia. They're being so abundantly generous. Be like them. Look at them. See what they're doing. He is celebrating generosity. He's celebrating what they're doing with their money. He's shouting about it. Is generosity and where we put our finance not something we should be celebrating and shouting about and not to be shy about? How often do we celebrate giving, generosity, where we put our finance? Is it something we're willing to tell other people about and to celebrate together? And there's a specific few verses I just wanted to read to you that are in those Two chapters, please do go away and read them in 2 Corinthians 8 and 2 Corinthians 9. I'm going to read to you from chapter 9, verse 6. It's going to come up on the screen as well. And Paul writes, Here's my point. A stingy sower, or when I first read this, I read a stingy sour and got very confused, (laughs) but a stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. But the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving. 
All because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our mills, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need, plus more, then he multiplies the seed as you sow it, so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. For when we take your gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. Sorry, I didn't. Oh, someone flicked it on. Thank you. When we take financial generosity to people and show the community and show people around us what abundant generosity looks like, it points them to who Jesus is. It points them to the abundant richness that God had that I spoke about at the beginning. And how often do we reduce any finances that we give away, any generosity that we show to a must-do, to religious duty, because so-and-so up the front told us to? The Father God I know doesn't ask for a must-do. It's a choice. It's a choice to let the overflow of our hearts and all we are give generously. Give abundantly. It's a sense of love, joy, and celebration that comes from our gut, comes from our heart, and comes from a place of knowing that a father who is abundantly rich and generous and wants to lavish us with his love. Now, as I was um, preparing for this talk, which... um, I had a, a few weeks to, I've had a few weeks thinking about this and praying about this. And after Chris said, oh, can you do the talk on giving? I was like, thank you very much for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Generosity right there. And as I was preparing this, I've been reading the Psalms and going through the Psalms. And I actually, um, I spent some time going on a walk. Um, I, I love walking. I love just getting out into to nature and exploring God. And I I actually went up into the Downs, just up above Folkestone, and ended up at Cape Laferne and the Battle of Britain Memorial up there, which is a beautiful place. I'd never been there before. And the views over the sea, I thought, do you know what, God, I'm going to sit down here, I'm going to sit with my Bible, and just, I would love to just chat with you about what this, what this talk about generosity and giving might look like. God had other ideas. Um, God... Um, kind of talked to me about some other stuff and some stuff going on in my life. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll speak to you about that now, God, if that's what you really want to talk about. But I actually ended up um, talking about this stuff. But then, 
This isn't anything to do with this. I'm just telling you how God works with me sometimes. It's bizarre. So I walked, uh, walked back down to, um, to Morrison's in Cheriton where Vicky was picking me up in the cafe there. And right there, as I was sat having a coffee in Morrison's Cafe of all places, bear in mind I'd been in the beautiful countryside, overlooking the sea, the, the, the cliff faces, all of that. I've been on a, a wonderful walk. And there I am in Morrison's Cafe, and God just drops this psalm in my head. <laughs> and it's Psalm 4. Um, and it's, I'm going to read verses 5 to 8 to you. Oh. We'll come back to that. It says this. Bring to Yahweh, that's a name for God, bring to God the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in him. Lord, prove them wrong when they say God can't help you. And let the light of your radiant face break through and shine upon us. The intense pleasure that you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time, even more than when the harvesters gaze upon their ripened grain and when their new wine overflows. Now because of you, Lord, I will lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. Now, See, that's what's that got to do with generosity and giving. Well, God showed me two kind of ends of a spectrum, two, two kind of different camps, different areas as I read these verses. And the first of these was where you might find yourself and where he talks about here. I'm going to bring this with me. The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time. How good is harvest time where we see the fruits of our labor come in, where we see that paycheck come in the bank account, where we see everything that we've worked hard to achieve, the, the food, the, the, the wine overflowing and all of that sit in our bank account. How good does that feel that we can go off, we've got our paycheck, let's go and, go and party, go and have fun. Not that I've been to party for a long while, but yeah. <laughs> it's that thing about having a, yeah, having that moment of celebration. It's like, yes, the finance is here, the money's come in, I can pay that bill. If you're anything like me and you love a spreadsheet, you kind of line it all up and go, well, that can go towards that, that needs to go to that bill, this is how our money's going to get organised. Our app even does it for us now most of the time on, on the bank, which is great. And we sit in this place of just looking at what our finance is coming in and where we need to allocate it to. And that's a bit like what, what David's talking about in this psalm here, where the gladness of harvest time, the celebration, I can sort that out, I can pay that debt off, I can do this, I can do that. But then over here, the intense pleasure which surpasses that of seeing the radiant face of Father God. The intense pleasure that we get from just spending time worshipping him, celebrating who he is. You guys have got the good bit over here, by the way. Uh, If you want to come running over here, then please feel free. This is where the radiant pleasure of God is, right here. Just staring over here, loving, loving, staring at his face. And this intense pleasure far surpasses what happens over there. Even if you love spreadsheets as much as I do. I love spending time staring into the face of my Father, the Father God. And yes, there's a sense of 
stewardship and being sensible that needs to happen with our finance. But what if we made all of our decisions in that place from this place? What if we made all of our decisions about our finances, where we're allocating our money, out of a place of just staring into God's face and going, I love you? I wonder if the cost of living crisis that keeps being predicted could be dealt with far better from this place than worrying about that place over there. As we stare into the radiant, glorious face of Father God and who he is. I was really challenged when Nick said a couple of weeks ago that when she asked the question, is God a hobby for us? Or is he our, life, our lifestyle, our life? And I wonder if, if we're paying, giving money to, to church or, or, or whatever we're giving our finance to out of this place because God's a hobby, then is it just the same as if we're paying subs to a football club? Or to our team or something like that? I've been really challenged by that as I've been preparing this. Are we giving out of the generosity of all that Father God has in his richness and his abundance? and all that he has for us. That we can lie down unafraid and not worrying about money, not worrying about that side of it, because we just know who our father is. We know who our dad is. No matter what happens, I will live unafraid. (laughs) Because of the intense pleasure he gives me, and the abundance that Father God shows us. God is a God of abundance and you will have more than enough of everything. We do not need to live out of lack. He loves a joyful giver and you can join in with that. There's always an invitation into generosity and into giving out of the finance that we're getting in. And I was, I was um, preparing this. I mentioned it earlier. I can't remember whether it was here or in the briefing beforehand, but I was talking with Vic about it, and I found a a quote from Pope Francis. And he says, the virtue of generosity is this. Loving without limits. What does it look like for us to love without limits? So God, uh, it's a biblical kind of principle of of tithing, that we, you take that 10% of that first harvest that comes in at that point, give it to the church, and the rest you kind of do what you, do what you need to do with the rest of it. That's a very sh- short summary of that. <laughs> but what does it look like if we take the lid off even that 10% and start stepping into the extra 1% every... Yeah, 1%, 2%, 3%, as we start giving out of generosity, as we take the limits, we blow the lid. As John Davis said to me the other week, well, God's blowing the the roof off. God's blowing the lid off. What if God blew the lid off our giving and our generosity and our financial constraints that we have? (laughs) Woo! Come on! Thank you, Chris. You turn to the person next to you and say, I'm still glad I came to church today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
as, as a church, God's inviting us into a new season and a new, a new thing. Um, and we, we actually believe there's, he's inviting us into a new thing. It's a new chapter of Asher Vineyard. And there's, I just think over the last 24 hours of prayer, I think if you read all of the, I don't know where the whiteboard's gone, all of the comments on that whiteboard, it's about him releasing something new. And I got a picture of a Mento dropped into a bottle of Coke and then it spurts out everywhere. Look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. But yeah, there's a big explosion that happens with froth everywhere. I think God is inviting us as a church to love without limits. And we are so grateful for all of you who give so generously at the moment into, into our into the, into Asher Vineyard. And it enables us to do all of the things we do in the community. I think we fed around 90 people this week through Renew. And that's going up. We've hosted baby massage classes in this building where mums and babies can come and be together. We've um, had a guy who was living in a car across the road there come in, have a hot meal, a shower, some other food and go away and find support in that. We prayed for him as well. We've hosted a money management class for those who are struggling to, to look at their money and go, how can I manage this better and more effectively? Yeah. The Beehive has got well-being courses going on. It's seeing women come and find value and be loved. But there is so much more to come. Yeah. This is just scratching the surface. And God wants to blow the lid off of this whole thing and wants us to love without limits. And as a part of that, we need to be generous without limit as well. And we want to invite you to join us in this. I heard of a, I've heard this, this last couple of weeks of a church who were looking at buying a new building. And they had a giving day. And it's, pardon? Oh. I'm being heckling. Yeah, 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 asking for it, no. And... Um, Effectively, they had a, a giving day um, to, to raise money for this building. And as part of that, someone who I don't think had much connection with the church at all said, I feel God's telling me to write you this check. And I want to check, was it six figures or five figures? Yeah, that's the figure I had in mind. That's cool. <laughs> I was about to misquote something, maybe. But this check was for £800,000. They had never seen money like this in one go before. They'd never seen God give generously to them in any way like this before. And they just, God has all the resource of heaven open to us and wants to give out of the abundance of all he has to us. And as a leadership team, we are believing that God can unlock that for Ashford Vineyard. And we're inviting you to be a part of that. So next week, Worship Fest is coming back. Um, and as part of that, we're going to host a giving day. Now, you all would have seen these cards on your table, and this is an opportunity. Table. On your seats. <laughs> I've got a table. I don't know about the rest of you. These cards on your seat. I, I would love for you to take these away with you. Don't, you don't need to read them now. Take them away with you. And next week, as part of Worship Fest, there's going to be an opportunity for us to give and sow generously 
into the work that God is calling us into next as we look at loving without limits in the future. Now there are... Yeah, I'll do that. There are people across this church who've seen financial breakthrough uh, and blessing as they've increased their giving and look to step into new, new kind of... Yeah, new, increase their giving step by step as God's invited them to. And you, Vic and I have got our own story. I don't have time to share it now, but please come and talk to us about that. Ask us about that. John and Emily Davis, I know, would love to speak to you about their story. Yeah. And there are other people across this church. I prayed for a lady, I don't think she's here this morning, who, this was about uh, two months ago now, but I prayed, and she, she was struggling financially on, on her way home. She kicked a bunch of leaves, and money appeared in the bunch of leaves in front of her. That is the awesome provision of God. <laughs> right there and God said that's for you we've prayed for people in this building who've had pay rises at work who've seen breakthrough someone there's someone else who I prayed for recently who came back and told me that he'd bumped into an old he'd lost his job recently he came back and um and he came back and told me that he'd bumped into someone in the street that week who offered him a job which involved a promotion, training, and new resource for him, new, a new ability for him to step into something new. God is working in all of this. God is helping us to love without limits as he's releasing the abundance of the storehouse of heaven on people in this church and in this community. And as I said before, we're only scratching the surface. So I want to invite you this week to take this card away and maybe to choose to come over here, not, well, come here if you want, but um, this is where the radiant face of glory of God is, so to spend time in this place, staring at your Father who loves you abundantly and saying, what does generosity look like for me, for you? What does loving without limits look like for you? And there are, three, there are three options on this, on this card. The first one, if you don't give to Ashford Vineyard, we would love for you to consider starting and seeing what that looks like for you to give regularly and monthly to us. The second option is if you, if you give already, thank you so much. What would it look like for you to step into even more generosity over this next, this next season, this next time? Yeah. And then thirdly, if you feel that God is giving you a one-off amount that you would like to give, then please arrange for that to happen however you need to. And if you could write that in there, you can pledge it over a period of time or as a one-off amount. And this is going to be next week as part of Worship Fest. And we're going to be, there's going to be a moment in the service where we invite you to come and offer these pledges. However you would like to give, I would just love you to consider that out of this place and not out of that place. You could pay by cash, check, bank transfer. I've even been reading about cryptocurrency this week. So if you want to have a look at that, then send that our way. Stocks and shares and all of that stuff, anything. Camels. Camels? You can pay in camels. Yeah, you can. Yeah, we'll take some camels. <laughs> I'll let Chris deal with that one. But yeah. <laughs> this is an invitation for us all into a new adventure. And the next step in what God is inviting us into 
It's not out of obligation, out of religious duty, and because I've stood up here and asked you to do it. It's out of your relationship with, you, with Father God and the joy and the celebration and the wellspring that comes out of that. Father God says, test me in this, see what I want to do. If you're giving out of this place, he's not going to let you down. He's inviting you into greater adventures, into loving without limits. Please stand. Holy Spirit, Father, we love you. We worship and adore you. Thank you that your glorious, radiant glory surpasses anything more than is on this earth. That we get to stand and, or sit or just be in your presence. And you generously pour your love out on us without any limit. Show us what that looks like, Father, in ways we've never seen before. Unlock generosity across us as a church, across Asher Vineyard. That we would step into more and more and more of the adventure and the love that you have for us. (laughs) You're a good, good Father and we love you. We adore you. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.